Hey everyone, it's Cassie. And this is Chrissy. And this is Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. Today is a bit out of our norm. It is New Year, so Happy New Year. Um, Cass and I are in the same state, but we are barely in the same city. She's in Lancaster and I'm in Philly. And the Wi-Fi out there is not the greatest, so we're kind of doing it via FaceTime. Yeah, it's extremely unconventional, but we're making it work, so sorry if the audio isn't as great as you guys are used to. But, you know, we're still here, and we still have things to say, so. Yeah, we have good things to talk about, entertaining things, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Very entertaining. You know, it, it is a new year, we're in 2021. And as most people do, they make resolutions, they want to go into the year with a different mindset, you know, goals, they they want to drop all the old drama and just walk into this year with new purpose. And for others, they carry those burdens with them into the new year. By others, I mean Terrell Owens and Donovan McNabb. We are embarking on an almost... 16-year beef. Yeah, um, it's crazy, especially, we're gonna go into more detail about, like, the whole entire drama, but I, to me, it's very childish, but it's also hilarious that this has been going on between grown men for so long, and then they're doing video interviews, like, going back and forth with each other. Also, I want to note, I used to have a Terrell Owens jersey, and Chris used to have a Donovan McTabb jersey, so... Oh, yeah, as a kid, like, and that's when jersey dresses were a thing. I definitely had my Donovan McNabb jersey. And I vividly remember um, the 2005 Super Bowl because it landed on my dad's birthday and we had a huge party. And that's where, like, you know, my hatred for the Patriots kind of started. And I also remember that game because Terrell Owens had broke his leg a few weeks prior to that Super Bowl. And it was actually in a game against the Cowboys. And, you know, the horse collar tackle was Roy Williams and T.O. And he wasn't even supposed to be cleared to play in the Super Bowl. And he ended up making that one of his most memorable games. We lost, but, you know, he came through. Yeah, that's crazy. I really like T.O. as a player. I really do. Like, I feel like he can be sometimes, like, obnoxious. That's, like, not totally in a bad way. You know, he is one of those players. But I really do like him, and I really do think he, like, genuinely is passionate about the game while he is, because the way he acted when he was in the league. But yeah, I really do like him. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of both of them. Um, He recently went on Untold Stories with Master Tesfation. That's a, um, a show on Bleacher Report, for those of you who may not be familiar with it, to discuss the beef between him and McNabb. And according to him... The beef has lasted this long because Donovan has no interest in squashing it. And he said that Donovan was phony and that he's tried to be cordial. And he thought that the beef was done. But following Donovan McNabb's interview on Untold Stories back in January of 2020, with everything resurfacing, I guess he realized, like, oh, there still is some animosity and I will say in the interview with McNabb he didn't just bring it up on his own he didn't volunteer that information he was asked so I will say that but he did say like some things that 
makes it understandable why Terrell Owens feels the way that he does. I was going to say, so, you know, Donovan was asked about it. It's not like he just brought it up. But if you guys watched the video, I feel like he was also on, like, the, the, the defense. You know what I mean? He was like, basically, he was talking about, like, apparently a player said he had thrown up in the huddle. And then Donovan was like, I never threw up. And she was like, I trusted people, even though I didn't see it throw up. It was just very childish. There's just drama with them. But I feel like when Donovan was just explaining everything, he was like, still on the defensive, like, it had just happened kind of thing. Not like, oh, you know, it happened this many years ago and this and that. It feels like it's so fresh to Donovan, even though he was asked about it. Like, the way he was answering questions, like, it doesn't sound like he's ever interested in being like, oh, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this is the thing. Like, yes, I think his demeanor, Donovan, I mean, I think Donovan's demeanor in the interview gave off a very nonchalant, like, I'm over it type of vibe. But the things that he was saying, like, he believed that the quote-unquote turmoil behind the scenes um, after the Super Bowl, after, after they lost the Super Bowl, took time away from where their focus should have been, which which was to get back to the Super Bowl and redeem themselves. And I get it. Like, T.O. is a character, you know, um he that's just who he is but to say that like his actions off the field were that much of a distraction to break the team apart and like be the reason why they couldn't sustain themselves no matter how talented you guys were no matter how many weapons you guys had I think that's a powerful statement even though, yes, I understand, especially in football, one person can really be the downfall, but I do not think that that person was Terrell Owens. I mean, like I said, he had broken his foot a few weeks before the Super Bowl. He wasn't even supposed to play. And um, I'll give you some stats. I'm reading this from an SB Nation article by Harry Lyles. Out of 72 offensive snaps, Owens played in 62 of them. In those 62 snaps that he played, he caught nine passes for 122 yards on 14 targets, the most of any player in that game, not just on the Eagles, any player in that game. So antics are not, he was still an important part of that team. Yeah, I was going to say, like I said before, he's an explosive player and he's really good. That's why I said yes can be obnoxious. He's one of those players. And guess what? Every season there is one of those players. He's obnoxious, but I don't think to blame just him, saying like that's why we couldn't make Super Bowl, like blaming him because they couldn't do that, you can't do that. It is a team effort and yeah, there are players who can affect a team, but not in that way. Especially one he does put up numbers and he is so passionate about the game. That's why he can be a little obnoxious because of how good he you know what I mean? Like he was obnoxious because he knew what he was able to do on the field. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He he knew what he brought to the Eagles. and But he was also, you know, able to acknowledge the role that Donovan McNabb played for that team. Like, he was excited to play with a quarterback of that caliber. Like, he wasn't shy to admit that. So, I just, I didn't think it was fair the way... 
Donovan kind of like painted Terrell Owens and I again I understand he is a character but I didn't think it was fair how he painted him and then um Teal also pointed out how Donovan would say he didn't need him to make it to the Super Bowl and he was like well you're contradicting yourself because for you to say that I'm the reason why we couldn't run it back but you also don't need me to win it doesn't make any sense no, that's true. Also, I was going to say, do you think maybe Donovan McNabb was, like, not jealous? But I don't know, because I know people did love him, but at the same time, do you think he felt like, oh, like, because Teal was good and he could get away with things? Do you think he was a bit trying to be, like, not bring him down to earth a little? Maybe, because um, their personalities are so polar opposite still to this day. You can just... It's very obvious, so maybe um, maybe it was an adjustment specifically for McNabb, and you're probably right. Maybe he did want to just, like, kind of humble him a little bit. Um, he was talking about seeing um, Terrell Owens, like, in front of his house doing workouts and stuff while they were at training camp, and his perception of that was, like, you know, what are you doing? Like, we're supposed to be focused, blah, blah, blah. Whereas Terrell Owens was looking at it like, well, I was told to go home by our coach, who's Andy Reid at the time. I was told to go home and work out, and the media came and found me. Like, I didn't call them to come talk to me. Like, they came on their own. And he was saying, you know, what I do at my house is my business. And that's true. He wasn't putting on a show at training camp. He wasn't, you know, trying to be obnoxious with the whole team. He was at home, and they came and found him. So he was like, yeah, you know, I went outside, I started playing basketball, I was doing my sit-ups, you know, doing my push-ups, and he ordered pizza for the media and stuff like that. Like, that's his business. And then he also mentioned that he had an earpiece in, he was talking to his publicist um, while the media was there, and she was telling him everything to say based off the questions that they were asking. And him, he was looking at it like, well, let me just embrace the media, because clearly he's an extroverted person, and like we said before, he is a character. And to him, it didn't seem um, harmful or negative. So I think that ties into they're just they're polar opposites. They were looking at this incident in two different ways. I was going to say that. I was going to say also at the end of the day, not everyone is going to get along. I think people think like in these big NFL teams of 52 people, they all get along. That's not true. You have people in life who naturally just don't get along, but they're just different people. You guys can be like, both nice people, but at the end of the day, you guys are just never going to get along. Everything they do is going to bother you. So I also think at the end of the day, they just don't like each other no matter what. And especially with the media thing, like you were saying, they go about it two different ways. I'm going to use me and you as an example. I mean, me and Chrissy get along perfectly. Like, we have a great dynamic. Like, we really do balance each other out. It's really great. But I feel like in terms of, like, if we were to come to the media, I would definitely be like, uh, Chrissy, you handle this? Because I would probably say something or just get flustered, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, two different personalities. Like, you really can't compare. And they just probably don't like each other at the end of the day. Yeah, and then they probably didn't realize until they were faced with, like, a problem that kind of, like, brought that to light. Sorry, you know? one more thing. Also, I used me and Chrissy as an example because... In terms of things like that, I would say Chrissy is the more responsible one. Me and Chrissy love each other. I just want to make that clear. But you would just be the more responsible one in a situation like this. I see what you're saying. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if we ever had to deal with anything and speak to someone, I'd be like, like, I would stand by you, but I'd be like, Chrissy, do you want to, or like, do you want to tell me what to say kind of thing? Right, and in that same breath, you see how, like, you can acknowledge that we're different in that way, but because we understand how the other works, we don't take it personal. Like, if I didn't know how you are, if I didn't accept how you are, I would probably be upset, like, oh my god, I don't want to answer all the questions, or oh my god, I don't want to do this, you know what I mean? It's all about your perception. It's like, I don't take it any kind of way, because I know that that's how you are, and you don't take it you wouldn't look at me like, why is she hogging the mic? Or why is she not letting me, you know, say what I want to say? Because we have an understanding. And I think with these two, they just do not have an understanding at all. Like, I think personally, the disconnect between the two is like, I think T.O. is or was ready to squash the beef and move on while... Donovan already has in his mind, like, he he made up how he feels about it already, and he's already moved on, and he doesn't really care about it enough to even consider squashing it. Like, I feel like he's one of those people who comes to a conclusion by himself without really, like, discussing it with the person. It's just like, you know, this is what it is. I'm done. I'm moving on. Whereas T.O. is like, we should squash it as a unit. But I don't think that's going to happen now, considering, like, these interviews were, one was in January, one was in December. So if they really wanted to, like, I mean, I don't know, it's been 16 years. I can't even do it based off of what, something that happened in one year. Like, it's been almost 16 years, you know? That's the thing. I think it's so crazy because it's been so long and we're still talking about it. But I think you're right. At the end of the day, I just don't think they like each other that much. And... Donovan McNabb is holding this grudge, and he made up in his mind that he just doesn't want to break it out. Like, you know what I mean? He doesn't care about it. He's like, no, I'm not forgiving him, whatever. So I think at the end of the day, that's the case. But as grown men, um, like, come on, Donovan, it's okay. Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, he, he said, all right, so when Master asked him if they were on speaking terms, he said, you know, like, he'll give him a peace sign, keep him moving, whatever. So, like, he acknowledges him in public. But essentially, he doesn't want to dwell on what's already happened. Um, and Terrell kind of gave a similar answer. You know, that's that's the mature thing to say. Everybody says, like, no, if, if I see you, I'll speak. But, you know, that's it. You know, everybody does that if they're beefing with somebody. If you're mature about it, you know. But I don't think they're yeah, ever going to. I get that. And it's been 16 years. I think at the end of the day, like, whatever. Like, get over it, everyone. <laughs> But I think, oh, how long do you hold on to a grudge? Because don't you forget about it? Like, I, I think that the problem here is, I think that they both forget about it until someone brings it up to them. And then it's yeah, like, oh, well, if you talking about it, then I'm going to talk about it too, like type of thing. Yeah, I feel like I don't hold grudges at all. I probably should hold them a bit more. <laughs> but yeah. I kind of forget about things, and there's someone who bring it up, and I'm like, oh, yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to be mad. I'll just be like, oh, yeah, like, honestly, I forgot about it. So I'm the same way. After a certain period of time, the beef, like, no longer exists in my brain. Yeah, it's so stupid, like. Even when it's fresh, like, it's so hard for me. Because if, if I get to that point of beefing with somebody, 
I most likely cared about them in the first place. It's like, I can't beef with you if I don't even know you, if I don't care about you. Like, there, there's nothing there. Like, what are we beefing about? You know what I mean? Yeah, I won't at say, the end of the day, if, like, you make up, then you, you want to be friends with them, you care enough about them. But if you keep saying, oh, it's whatever, it's whatever, then, okay, you guys don't need that beef. Like, whatever, it's over. Just, like, don't associate with each other. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, it makes for a great entertainment for us. Like, I just watched um, Terrell's interview that happened, like, two days ago. Well, it, it was released, like, two or three days ago. And, of course, it was entertaining because it's Terrell Owens. And, you know, he was just telling his side. Um, he said a few things, like... It was so entertaining. I was watching it, like, oh, my gosh. Very, very entertaining. He brought up the Brian Westbrook thing. So... You know, we were really young when all this stuff was going on. So, me, I I remember the major things, but there's also pieces of the story where I had to, like, you know, do my research on. And he, Terrell Owens brought up the incident with Brian Westbrooks where, excuse me, the incident with Brian Westbrook, not Westbrooks, where um, Donovan McNabb kind of vouched for the Eagles to pay him, but he didn't do the same for... Terrell and apparently like Donovan wasn't really one to speak on anyone's pocket anyone's salary or whatever so him speaking out about Westbrook but choosing not to do so about Terrell he took that personal and I was kind of um indifferent about that because that's not to me I didn't take that as a direct jab to Terrell he didn't say like no he doesn't deserve to be paid x amount of money like he was just vouching for Brian like you can yeah you know I agree with that once again they just don't like each other it's like if you didn't like someone and they did something you're gonna pick up on everything they do and take it offensively and take it personal so I think that's what happened I don't think Donovan McNabb was like let me not do this for you you know what I mean I don't think he did it intentionally, but he just didn't like it, so he would, I don't know. It's, like, tricky, but also I think they're just, they take, they're taking it to heart, and they just don't like each other. Like, <laughs> they're not meant to be friends. No, you're right, and I agree with you. If you don't like somebody or you have animosity against somebody, you subconsciously it's very easy to interpret their actions as digs toward you. And that's, that can even stand now with both these interviews. Like aside from the beef they had in the past, like them just answering questions as honest as they can. Like Stephen A. Smith made a good point because he spoke on this um, in January of last year. He was like, they're both telling the truth. (laughs) And that's really what it is. They're both telling the truth. Like, so it's really like, no, this person's right, this person's wrong. It's like, they're just, this is exactly what it is. And that's that. But like, if you if you already have a feeling towards the person, you are going to interpret whatever they say as like, oh, well, let me say my piece because clearly you feel this way. Like, you know, and it, it yeah, just, it never dies. It no, is, literally, exactly. Like, that's the thing. They just have beef and... I don't know. They're never going to squash it, and that's that. And that's why, like, you can't... Don't beef with people. 
2021, don't beef with anybody. It is exhausting. It's stressful. And it's unnecessary. Like, beef can get stretched out for so long for no reason. And it'll escalate for no reason. Like, it's generally the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. In other football news, the Washington football team released Dwayne Haskins on December 28th after being benched and replaced by Taylor Heineke in their game against the Carolina Panthers one day prior, which they lost. And following the news, uh, Haskins tweeted, I take full responsibility for not meeting the standards of an NFL quarterback and will become a better man and player because of this experience. Yeah, um, you see, I do feel bad for him. I mean, I do think he was irresponsible. You know, he did go out. And then I do, I don't think he was the right fit for that team, which I understand. But at the same time, I think he's so young. I think he will learn from this. And I hope he gets another chance with another team. But I feel like it's too soon to tell if he is or if he isn't. But I don't know. I hope he does. But I don't know if he's going to. I can't definitely say, like, yeah, another team's going to take a chance on him. I've seen people say his career was over, and I think it's too soon. It's it's way too soon to say that. Like, that is that is a stretch. Like, Haskins, I, we can't forget, he was a first-round pick in the 2019 draft. He's only 23. He's barely made a dent in his career. And he has a lot of potential. I say all that, and I can still say, like, his focus was not where it was supposed to be, and that was you know, his downfall. It doesn't matter how good you are. Anybody can get replaced. And I think he took that for granted. Yeah, honestly, everything you said is so right. Like I said, he was irresponsible. And I do think this was like his learning lesson because he's still so young. And it's way too soon. Like, there are some players that get released and you're like, okay, they're definitely going to get a new team. And then some players are like, okay, they're done with the situation. Like, it's too soon. Because I could see it. I think he should get another chance because he is good. I think he just needs to refocus and have a fresh start with a new team. But at the same time, I can also see him kind of just like falling behind the scenes in a way. So that's why it's just too soon to tell because this situation can honestly go both ways. He would need to really prove himself to get a chance. Again, I don't I don't think it's fair to say that his career is over just yet, but I can see why um, people can jump to that conclusion because just like, just look at it. Like, like I said, he's great, but clearly he's not that great. If Washington was like quick to put Taylor Heineke in his place in the fourth quarter and Taylor hadn't even been on the practice squad for a solid month. And then, um, you know, Haskins, he had left that game against the Panthers. He left the game well, at the stadium, sorry, before fulfilling his media obligations. Prior to that, you know, with the whole going out thing, like he was at that party without a mask on, which in itself is dangerous. But him as an NFL quarterback, it's a clear COVID-19 protocol violation. He got fined $40,000 for that. And it's like, if that's not enough to put your team at risk, Coach Ron Rivera is actively fighting cancer right now like, doing rounds of chemo. So he's immunocompromised. He's super high risk. So that makes that exponentially worse. And it's like, yes, he's young, but 
that was really, really, really dumb and really yeah. irresponsible in the, the age of social media where there's a camera everywhere. Like, if you still wanted to do it without getting caught, like, it's still wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he is a good quarterback. But I don't know if he's, like, that good to have everything he has done, like, forgiven. That's why it literally can't go both ways. Because, you know, there are teams who decide to take a chance. But also, you know how many good quarterbacks there are? Exactly. Ex- that's exactly. So it's like, there could be somebody... For, for his sake, I hope that there is a team that will take a chance on him. But if they don't, I'll understand. You know, he got stripped of his captainship for that incident at that party. And there were reports that he, he's not studying the playbooks enough. That is not a good sign. Like, it doesn't matter how good you are. If you're not dedicating yourself as a player, it's bad enough that you're, you're not doing what you're supposed to off the field. But now you're not dedicating yourself as that team's quarterback, that's not a good look. Like, it's a lot of things riding against him right now. Exactly, because it's not like he's not like Patrick Mahomes, okay? Like, he's good, but he's not like a once-in-a-lifetime, like, great quarterback. So, honestly, hopefully he gets another team. I hope, because, you know, I love second chances, but at the same time, if he doesn't, I wouldn't be surprised. It's just a tricky situation, and it's like, do teams really want to deal with this right now, especially when they have so much other things to do right now. So I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, like, it's just, it's too many options out here. They don't have to tolerate you, and that's just that. Like you said, you're not Patrick Mahomes. You are not that much of an asset to where I have to deal with, like, literally deal with you to win games. Like, you're not performing on the field, and you're acting up off the field. So why should I tolerate you? Yeah, honestly, his situation, he got drafted. He should have went to work, put in the time, literally, like, dedicated himself to studying the playbook, to being the best player he could be, and he would be in a totally different situation right now. I, I agree. Um, on top of everything else that happened for him, like, in this last week, he's no longer with his agent. His agent actually negotiated a lot, a lot of contracts um, some including, like, Deshaun Watson, Jalen Ramsey, Michael Thomas. He's not with him anymore. Um, it's just, it's like one thing after the other. He hasn't gotten picked up by a team yet. No one has, um, we haven't heard anything yet. And that could change very soon. It could change, but there's also a chance that he's not going to get picked up um, before the season's over. We might have to wait until next season. I think that's most likely, you know? I was going to say, I don't think he's going to get picked up before the season ends. So, this is a situation where we're just going to have to, like, stay tuned and, like, keep looking out for it. And this could be good for him. It might be in his best interest to not get picked up this season. At least he'll have enough time to kind of um, prove himself and, like, get back in good graces. Yeah, I was going to say, if he does get back, then I think he'll be a much better teammate, much better player overall because this is going to teach him a lesson for sure yeah he he has to use this time really really valuably because I also saw people were trying to compare him to the rise and fall of Johnny Menzel and that is a horrible sign some of you know you know Johnny played two seasons with the Browns 
and he had a lot of drama around him, including like substance abuse. Now, that's not one of Dwayne Haskins' issues. You know, that's not one of the reasons why, you know, he's in the position that he's in, but and God forbid, you know, like we don't we don't want that for him. But to make that comparison between him and Johnny Manziel, it's like that's not a good thing. Like Yeah. You just don't want people talking about you like that. So hopefully I hope it all works out for him. But it might not. So we just have to stay tuned. But I hope it does. I hope so too. You know, I hate to be that person. Like, but he's so young. Like, he needs a second chance. But it's like, he is really young. But you were old enough to know better. But in that same breath, it's like, you can still redeem yourself. So we will see what happens. And hopefully, it's in whatever happens is in his best interest. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 17 of Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. Please make sure that you're following us on Spotify and that you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at DYCT Podcast. Again, that's DYCT Podcast, and you will hear from us next week. Happy New Year.